producer Shaky get, uh, getting emailed out sometimes right away or whatever uh, it happens with our, our next set of guests that we're bringing on, Mark and Lonetta. You're going to get you're going to get because we're doing a one show into two. We're going to bring on uh, Michael Fenster and uh, Mark and Lonetta each. Well, you know, you said you you said that, Joseph. It might be an interesting. Right. So we'll do it'll that. be interesting, so, like the because uh, I see them both in the green room. Yeah, the Graham Norton shows. He brings all the guests out onto his no. couch at one time. It has Sorry, Graham Norton. I'm not stealing your. I'm not stealing your formula, Graham Norton. Yeah. But it makes so, for anyway. a great additional set of dynamics. Yeah. All right. Savage. This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. More technical problems. We live in the 21st century. No! Savage under The only reason why I know this is because I lived under tyranny. I lived under tyranny. Oh, shut the fuck up. You're a fucking dog. Your host, Michael Garner. Proper fashion at the proper time. Hey guys, we made it Welcome to today's show. Welcome to uh Savage Unfiltered. Thank you very much for uh for 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 basically uh going to our channel here on Rumble or if you're viewing us on Spotify or iHeart. Uh thank you very much for choosing uh this show today. It means a lot. Make sure you hit that like and follow button and uh and please, guys, we're, uh, don't always think that we're about politics. Everybody, oh, I don't know if we should go on Savage Unfiltered and talk about politics all the time. No, guys. This show, okay, reason why we had to rebrand is because of the many, many backgrounds of life that we bring onto this show. Authors, comedians, politicians, um, cooking experts, uh, which... We had a, a a doctor chef on uh, part one, which we're about to bring on right now. Uh, doctor Michael Fenster. I uh, never thought I would have a doctor slash chef on the on. Uh, I mean, you know, two of the best worlds. I said, you know, if I'm ever in a steakhouse, I I'd love to have a, a doctor on standby to pump the shit right out of my stomach for God's sakes, instead of waiting 25 minutes for uh, for college uh, graduates of uh, of EMTs that really don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm dying. Help me, please. Hold on. I have to take out my manual and make sure I'm doing it correctly. Ugh, another episode, guys. But, guys, without further ado, I want to bring in uh, Dr. Michael Fenster. Michael, buddy, welcome back to Savage Unfiltered, pal. How's it going? What's going on hey, since we talked to you last? It's it's going great, Michael. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here, man. Love your show. And yeah. But, but if, if we are bringing folks on... And we're doing a little of that Graham Norton thing. Um, yeah. Then let, let me know. I got to have my wine, right? Graham, oh, Graham okay. always gives his, <laughs> his, his guests a little, a little uh, makes he keeps it boozy, which is not bad for for great conversation. Yeah, well, we're running a little late with uh, soul uh, soulmate uh, coaches that we're going to bring on here, uh, and very very soon, guys. Uh, I I do apologize for that, but there was some email complications between the producer, of, you know, what? show and everything. So I do apologize to you, Michael and. And Joseph, I hope that's not that's okay. You know, it might make might make up for the best of both worlds. It's a little Grand Norton, a little blender, you know, with uh, with cooking and 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 and, and uh, medical and 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 uh, they're 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 basically um, they it says it all. Their whole label says it. Soulmate coaches. They they're literally relationship coaches. They're not counselors. We had we we got that from the part one. They're coaches. They help build a relationship 10 times better than it actually is. So, so my husband, Mark Siegler. Hi. The accused. <laughs> Guilty in this case. Guilty. I'll admit to it. She nailed me. This morning, he revealed something very vulnerable and authentic. And I suggested he share it. And he said, when? And I said, now. So here it is, folks. Live. He is going to 
Confess up. Confess your sins, my child. Yes, my... Who are you? <laughs> I am your Rebbitson. I am my Rebbitson. Oh, yes. <laughs> I must tell the truth to my Rebbitson. Yes. <laughs> so what were you doing with your body? Great stuff. Well, I think that, that's really cool because actually, you know, one of the things we kind of didn't get into in part one is the what's fundamental to our approach and kind of the culinary medicine way of looking at food and health is that it is built around a relationship. Now, I focus on our individual relationships with food, but so many of our social relationships, you know, occur or tie to food and food experiences. So, yeah. Um, yeah, life really is all about the different relationships we have, right? That that that's all you got at the end of the day. You can't take the stuff with you. Oh, pretty much, yeah, w without a doubt, without a doubt, guys. I want to also bring here to the panel here. We're gonna uh, make it a four way panel here, guys. Uh, the Soul Mate Coach, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, welcome to the show, Mark and Lenetta. How's it going since the last time we talked to you guys? Awesome. Great. Sorry about the uh, time zone mix up. Yeah, I had you down for noon. <laughs> it, it, it happens. It happens. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, sometimes, you know, like uh, different people are doing different things. It was my producer, actually. He like he does all the emailing and stuff. And I'm like, did you email them? Because I don't see them. They're supposed to be here at 12. And then we had yeah. Valerie Maxim that came in. Like I said, you know, part two of like all you know, these different types of people coming on the show. So I'm like, well, Joseph, this is going to be a part two saga for everybody. Twisted Tea fans love football, so we're surprising them with a Twisted Tea drop. We're kicking off game day with Twisted Tea hard iced tea. Cold, refreshing, and goes down smooth with 5% alcohol. Twisted Tea tastes like real iced tea because it's made with real brewed tea. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. So we were at the third week. We hadn't met before. We had a mutual friend who introduced us. And then we did some exercises at the workshop together. And that's how we got to know each other better. And just to make it a little more exciting, you should know it was a clothing optional workshop. Oh, we met, we met oh. naked. We met oh. naked, so to speak. <laughs> so there was no met... hiding anything at this workshop. Wow. But it, so, so everything but, is showing then. Like, yeah. Oh, but okay. the thing is, it's not oh, just really? about showing your outside. Because it's really about expressing your inside also. The things we all hold in and hide from other people, even from ourselves. This was about bringing everything inside out and being naked, not just outside, but our inside and being safe and feeling free to express all that. So y'all were Adam and Eve. Y'all were Adam and Eve in a way? Adam and Eve. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. It works out, no. but... Uh... Sometimes, you know, yeah, it and is I'm weird. actually excited because both of your other guests here are a perfect match for us. Yeah. Because yeah. we're very into healthy eating and alternative medicine, everything that's kind of, you know, in the forefront. Yeah. And also what Joseph was sharing before, uh, that was a really good point when he was talking about fat shaming. And the question is, if something's not the way you want it, what do you do about it? That was kind of the issue that was yeah. behind the scenes. And this is exactly what we do in our soulmate coaching, because we acknowledge the desire to change things instead of attacking people. Attacking never works. None of us want to be attacked. So instead, we find a way to acknowledge the goals behind what people want. You know, and I was even thinking about this morning. We actually just came from the gym. And I was thinking like, oh, you know, if there was somebody really obese there, actually there was, because they have a hot tub we went into first, you know, it's like, I could judge them and yeah. say, oh my God, they're such a fat slob. But I was thinking in my head like, wow, oh, even though they're, you know, morbidly obese, you know, this couple that was there, they're here at the gym 
instead of at home watching TV eating potato chips. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, good. For, I didn't say yeah, it to them, but I'm inside I was going, good for you guys. Being here at the gym, it means you want more. Yeah. You recognize something could use a little changing, and you're going for it. And I was like, awesome. And yeah, we're I, not- I, gotta, I gotta jump in on, on, on Joseph's comment there, because you know one of the things about obesity, and um, obviously, you know, as, as a cardiologist, I dealt with overweight you know, uh, folks all the time, overweight, obese, old obesity. There's this perception that that it's like, oh well, you know, all they have to do is not eat this and not eat that, and that's completely not true. And in fact, there's a difference between people who are overweight. And there's actually a, what we call kind of a healthy overweight, and there's an underweight that's ill, where people look kind of normal weight, uh-huh. and they're actually metabolically or physiologically very unhealthy. Mm. And one of the distinct differences is that obesity is an inflammatory condition. What? And there's been studies shown that a lot of obese people, actually, if you're looking at caloric consumption, don't eat more than people who are not obese. But again, it goes back to the types of foods they eat, uh, the obese, uh, obesogenic components of the foods they eat. And I got to share with you real quick this one study that was done. It was done in mice, uh, what they call nobiotic mice, which these, gut, these mice had no gut bacteria. So they don't have any germs in their guts. And they took these mice and they got the same amount of exercise and they got the same amount of, of food and calories and everything every day. But they took the fecal microbiome, so they mice eat poop. So they gave them a, a poop transplant from gen- genetically identical twins. Only difference: one twin was normal weight, one twin was obese. The uh, hmm. mice that got the gut tr- uh, um, transplant from the obese uh, twin, they got fat. The other mice maintained a normal weight. It had nothing to do with they with what they eat. It had nothing to do with how much they exercise. And the other great thing about mice is they like to eat each other's poop. So when they put the mice together in one cage, the obese mice who ate the poop of the now normal weight mice actually lost weight. So this whole oh, wow. concept we have about its calories and its calories out is nothing to do with this or that is actually very, very wrong. The things that we're learning about the gut microbiome and how we culture that so yeah, there, there's it, there's whole layers there because according to this experiment, which was published in, in Nature, and yes, it was done with mice, but very applicable because they were human gut bacteria that live inside of these mice, actually makes uh, obesity fit the criteria we use in medicine called Cox postulate for an infectious disease. Mm. And just let that sit in for a minute. So obese people may be sort yeah. of infected with something um, and it's it's definitely not just this sort of don't eat this you know well um, i'm glad you brought that up whenever i get an idea i'm so eager to just get it out there and i think that being consistent with the creation process is something that really drives me to make even more stuff today we are shooting a kind of a personal video because i'm including my dad into it when it comes to Artlist Max, without the music that I used for this video, it would fall flat. And the sound effects combined with the music, and then the overlays to be able to transfer from the angle grinder into my eye is so good. Artless Max gives me a true creative freedom. I definitely think that having everything on one single page speeds up my entire creative process. It makes things easier, it makes things less complicated when it comes to just getting your ideas. I think it's never been easier to actually get started to create content because now you can have an editing software with everything kind of packed in. You have tutorials, you have transitions, you have effects, you have music, you have sound effects within that program. That is something that I wished I had when I was starting out. Being able to have all the assets on one single platform, that is creativity.
because it, it, it is a not a one-size-fits-all thing. It's a, in some yeah. cases this, and in some cases that, and we're not trying to paint a broad brush and generalities here, and we're not bringing up obesity or fatness to mock you. It's because we care and we want better for you, right? And uh, it is yeah. indeed just factual that obesity is a uh, factor towards a shorter life span, yeah. right? So we want better for you. you yeah. I, actually, I got to jump in because that's not technically true either, believe it or not. Because of the measures that we use, everybody uses BMI. And you say, oh, well, you know, yeah. you want to go this ideal way. Remember, BMI was developed in like the 18th century by a Belgian polymath who was doing insurance work. Um, and it was based on like a, 125 white guys in the Belgian army <laughs> where they got the yeah. you know, You know, Michael, if, if I may chime in here, we're talking about obesity. We're talking about overweight people here in the country. I want to tie this into our relationships because uh, we have Mark and Lynetta here. Uh, this would be a perfect uh, segue bringing it in. I, I see a lot of obesity, and this is my personal view and opinion, guys. It, it you know, it, it's it's not facts; they're just opinions. This is my opinion because I see it a lot here in Florida. Okay, where I see a lot of uh, people of obesity or overweight people, where it affects the relationship. I mean, it's a kind of you got some chuckles and everything, Michael, but it's true. I I, th I think it's true. Where it's, some, it, it, it's affecting relationships, where where people are you know literally you know screaming at each other like, uh, how do you think? I don't know. As a doctor, man, how do you think we can uh, we can challenge that? You know, let's well, get your insights, and then I'll have to get Mark and Lynette's insights on the relationship issue with it. Yeah, and and I'm gonna segue it, it, it over to them because what we've found in our culinary medicine approach is that fundamentally we have to get to the root in all aspects of yeah. that individual's relationship they have with food because food is processed in the same area of the brain as yeah. as sex and and our human relationships in the limbic system it has all those sort of same strings attached and so you know our relationship with food right from the moment we bond with our mothers over breast or bottle sets a foundational stone for how we approach relationships throughout our lives. And those relationships are the key. Uh, there's a number of different ones. And, and I happen to focus on, you know, our food relationship as an individual and then our relationship with each other over food and through food because it's been yeah. such a social currency. So I think it comes down to yeah. relationships. I remember seeing that on a on a on a um... I forgot the. Uh, oh God, you're gonna have to help me out with this, Michael, because you, you you've been on many many different types of uh, shows, network shows with cooking. I remember you talking to was it, I don't think it was Doctor Oz. It was one of those like maybe uh, f uh, Food Network affiliate uh, channels that you were on that you relationship with food sets the template for all the other relationships in our lives. It begins with ourselves, our spiritual, emotional, and physical health is intricately tied to what we eat from the moment we bond with our mothers over breast or bottle. It is a moment that will affect us for the remainder of our lives. As we have learned from the Harvard Happiness Study, it is the quality, specifically not the quantity, of these relationships in our lives that determines our health, wellness, longevity, and happiness more than any other variable or influence. The goal of culinary medicine is to empower the individual to positively reestablish, reconnect, and reforge their relationship to their food experience because this food relationship is the cornerstone for all the other relationships in our lives. I discussed this here with relationships uh, with the food and stuff. Do, yeah, do you remember I, that a little bit? or I, You know, I end up talking about that so much because it's really the core of what we do in our culinary medicine approach. So I kind of I see it every – I talk about it all I, the I remember time. seeing an old, it, an old show, you know, uh, through like a, a network that was kind of affiliated with Food Network that you were actually on. 
But uh, I want to get Mark and Lynette's uh, uh, views on this. What is your view on, like, we're talking about food and, you know, people have uh, obsessity with, 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 with fast food and maybe food that processed food that's not good for them. Uh, do you think it affects the relationship a little bit, Mark and Lynette? <laughs> here because it's really interesting because we eat very healthy like we eat almost all organic we do a lot of juicing vitamixing like really good stuff and we can hardly eat out because most of the food you will often get sick we, get we go sick. out to restaurants just whatever ingredients really? they have in there we don't it comes right up it, it doesn't agree with your stomach you're saying it doesn't come right up, but we will feel bad to be hours later, sometimes even the next day. So, like fast food, for sure we don't do, but even, you know, restaurants that have a good reputation, a lot of times it doesn't agree with us. But uh. for us, this comes up in all areas. What's most important is what's behind what we do, which I think your other guests are all about as well. And, like, for me, I'm about 15 pounds overweight right now. And it's been this way for at least a, a couple of years. It's like I know what my ideal body weight is, and I have about 15. You don't look 50. 15 pounds overweight, Mark. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. And my, yeah. my body doesn't like it. Like, I feel uncomfortable in my body. And I realize there's this pattern I have, and this kind of goes back to childhood even, that, like, you know, eat the food and get out of there because there was, like, a lot of fighting at dinner time in my home it oh, was wow, like okay. it was really a nightmare to have dinner together it was just like shove the food down and get the heck out of there otherwise you're probably going to get hit which happens some of the times are you a new at&t customer looking to upgrade your phone you're trapped locked into your contract for three years and your phone is locked into their network too no two-year upgrade for you jonathan but T-Mobile has a way out. Introducing the Easy Unlock. Bring your AT&T locked phone and T-Mobile will pay it off and give you one of the latest 5G smartphones free. Plus, next time you're ready for an upgrade a year earlier. You're free now, little one. So are you. Just so we're clear, I did trip on purpose for comedy. Free your phone now at T-Mobile. So, you know, it's a weird connection with food. And I get in this loop also, just to really be vulnerable with you guys, that if I feel kind of bad in my body, then I'll shove some food down. And then, of course, I'll feel worse. And it's like, oh, well, maybe if I eat different food, maybe this will make me feel better. And I just get in this loop. And this has been one of my biggest challenges to dig out. Yeah. And it really comes down to the question of, why do we do what we do? In other words, when we're coaching somebody about relationships, it's, it's never about, well, here's what's going on. He's saying this, she's saying this, and I'm feeling hurt, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what's behind the scenes? Yeah, Why are we doing what we do? Yes. Yeah, you, met, you mentioned vulnerability, guys. So if you follow Soulmate Coaches on uh, social media, uh, you guys are, are are putting out some real in-depth videos of the both of you. Uh, some mm -hmm. of it is in your car. Some of it is outside. Some of it is in the comfort <laughs> of your home, it seems. Past few years, I've had all kinds of body problems, not feeling well. And I realize that's kind of a convenient excuse for me to not be out there. Because if I don't feel good, well, I can't, you know, make a video or write something. So I finally owned up that I'd be using my body as an excuse for not being out in the world and not sharing all our gifts with all of you, and I'm done. So here I am, fessing up, and I hope it helps you. I hope it gives you the courage for you to step up in your life and not use anything as an excuse, even if you have body challenges, or emotional challenges, or spiritual challenges, or especially relationship challenges because you can overcome all of those because we're the evidence we have overcome all and i yeah. mean that that is courage literally courage i mean because there's mm -hmm. a lot of people even in your practice and and what you do for a living that don't do that you don't see the yeah. in-depth but you like to use the word mm -hmm. behind the scenes you don't 
you don't see that, Mark. So I, yeah. I mean, that, that's, it that's does awesome take courage. that you guys are putting that mm -hmm. out. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you, you for that. That's what we call an acknowledgement. Yeah. And that's another basic yeah. tenet. We love acknowledge, yeah. acknowledging oh, each other, absolutely. acknowledging our clients, acknowledging all of you. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you're acknowledged and seen and understood, yeah. then you have the courage to be more vulnerable mm -hmm. with yeah. others. Yeah. Is and that is, that's is, what, is the reason? Yeah, I'm sorry. The reason for doing that is it because that you're trying to show, you know, the the true meaning and the definition, uh, not only be, behind the word soulmate, but through relationships. Is that why you're doing it? I have to ask. You want to talk about because there's, there's reasons why people do it. Intimacy. Oh okay. yeah. So um, to be really intimate with your partner, if you really want to have closeness then you share your vulnerable, you, you share authentically and you you are vulnerable. And if you're both being vulnerable with each other, it builds trust. Because if only one person's okay. being vulnerable and the other person is criticizing you, you're gonna shut down and you're not gonna share anymore. Yeah. So I if you're it. both being really vulnerable and then you can be more authentic, that's the way we build closeness. Like right now, you know, after you acknowledged us, Michael, that just felt so good. And now we just want to share more. I always give the credit to where it's due, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I want to chime in on this exactly. Yes. Validation and affirmation to tie this back to the show with Valerie. And yes, yeah. the COVID lockdowns, the isolation, suicide rates are off the charts in every category. Oh, without a doubt. Because of without the isolation. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I want to get Valerie's uh, uh, last final thoughts here on the show before we close it out. Valerie, uh, do you have anything else here you want to explain to the listeners here? Um, you know, this is going to be in Rumble and uh, all over, you know, iHeart, Spotify. The floor is yours, ma'am. Uh, I, I just want to encourage people just to, you know, just to just to think on what your authentic self would be like and and just give yourself permission to to do the things that you desire to do in your life. And I did write a book called Maximizing Life and it's how I went personally. When you say some people aren't mentally there to even grasp the things that we're saying, I was that person at one point in time. I couldn't even answer a questionnaire from a life coaching person. I had no voice, I never smiled. Oh, I had panic attacks every day of my life. Like Toxic relationships, validations and affirmation brings people closer and other you know if you're in those toxic relationships you've got to get out of that and find a affirming and validating relationship but mark to what Absolutely. you said about weight to tie it back to michael and bmi i find i i'm kind of 20 pounds above what my weight generally mm -hmm. was over most of my mm -hmm. lifetime yeah. and for a while i was concerned about getting back to that but I find with these extra pounds, for me, again, this is all regarding individualism, not broad brushing, right? I uh, have health issues, been on Social Security disability since 2004, but I find I'm actually kind of sick less often now with the more weight. I may have found mm -hmm. that better weight yeah. for me and it isn't in the bmi zone right michael yeah yeah so, so to pick up kind of where that was uh there's this idea that you want to be in the ideal body weight um it turns out when we look at survival curves it's not linear um so it's not a straight line where your risk of increased morbidity and mortality correlates to uh, what your weight is. It's, it's actually what we call J-shaped curve. Just think of like a Nike swoosh, right? Uh, which means there's a bottom point and then it rises on both sides. And people who are underweight less than yeah. you know, actually have an increased risk, right? It makes sense. People can be too thin. And it's not just because people have cancer and are wasting away. We take them out of the equation. 
when we look at the yeah I, i've always been thin I, I i just i mean i could say this i'm in my 40s right now guys and my my metabolism has not slowed down a damn bit i could have seven pizza slices literally i'm <laughs> over exaggerating but i could probably eat about six or seven pizza slices and not literally it won't affect my metabolism whatsoever i may, right I, that's a good thing well look I'm at the gut felt, well, but, you know. remember the gut felt show for those who watch it look at cat tim I mean, she's a stick figure, but that's her. That's who she is. That's kind of just the way she's always been. But she's healthy yeah. for that thinness. But Karen Carpenter Joseph. came up the other day, Michael. Yeah. You know, anorexia, yeah. Karen Carpenter. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. Yeah, like you that, said, yeah. that swoosh. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. well, I have to realize, too, BMI doesn't measure fat, right? So it can't tell the difference between muscle mass and, and fat. Mm -hmm. It's not a good measure. So we're not talking about your percentage of fat because we don't use BMI the way it's supposed to be used, uh, which is just to look at populations. So when we when we do look at BMI, what we find is actually the healthiest group are those who are overweight into mild obesity, not ideal body weight. Ideal body weight has the same risk of morbidity and mortality as people who are mildly or class one obesity. So that's not, you know, people who are saying, oh, I'm five or 10 yeah. over my ideal body weight. You're probably actually in the healthiest group. And this has been shown. There's a whole book written by a colleague of mine called The Obesity Paradox, Chip uh, Levine out of uh, Oxner Institute. <laughs> yeah. Michael, Michael, Mark, as soon as you just said that, Michael, Mark just like was like, wow, okay. <laughs> he was surprised. Lynette kind of patted me on the belly here, like, oh, maybe you don't need maybe to lose the weight. Yeah. I, I well, and again, actually, as we get older, our because our gut microbiome changes, our body points reset, and increased risk of Alzheimer's disease and early mortality correlate to low cholesterol and low body weight as we get older. So there's this idea that we're examining in the medical field where we're saying, well, actually, maybe as we get older, you need a little bit more body fat for good health. Uh, for obvious mm. other reasons. So yeah, I heard the same thing. A lot we don't know kind of what I wanted to say. It's not what we used mm -hmm. to think. It's like, oh, right. somebody who's obese, they don't exercise. Yeah. And they're just eating Snickers bars 24-7, yeah. and they have no willpower. Uh, it's a lot more complicated than that. Right, but at yeah. the same time, doctor, I want us to be careful to, like I said before, the normatization of overweight. Also, we don't want to let that go by unaddressed as all this discussion as being an excuse to be overweight yeah. if you know you are overweight and you can do something about it. I'm just not ready to go back to a gym. <clears throat> well, clearly you haven't gone crunch mode. Crunch mode? It's the feeling that you get when you finish up a set. <laughs> Everyone working out the sweat. When you're hating your trainer, the lover when you're done. Working out the meal, you know the one. Yeah, that's Crunch Mode. Crunch Mode. Check out Crunch with a free guest pass. Fitness. Michael Gardner on well, correct, because once you get to what we call morbid obesity, um, which we call class two and class three obesity, right? There is a point, because I said it's that Nike swoosh, at which point increasing weight, as you said earlier, Michael, I was gonna, correlate. Michael, I was going to say, we got we to gotta stop plugging Nike. because oh, no. <laughs> J-shaped curve. The J-shaped curve. Hey, hey, Michael, okay. the thing we were yeah, talking yeah. about before about uh, vulnerability, um, Lynette and I had something come up that has been probably our biggest relationship challenge. In fact, we're going to do video on it. But if you want, we could just share for a moment with you guys how we kind of yes. deal with this oh my God. super intimate, challenging stuff. Super intimate. <laughs> okay, I'll give the background now. Is it? Yeah. Hold on, Mark. It, okay. it, it, what you're about to say is this like a form of uh, 
uh, like meditation no. in a way no. that you're doing? Or? No. no, it's about sex. Oh, okay. Okay. It's okay to talk about sex. Can we say that word? You can say sex all you want, but you you might get uh, some of my listeners upset. You know, some of the leftists upset. <laughs> they're talking about sex. Now they're going to go with the transgenderism and all this other stuff. No, 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 no. That's, yeah. that's not the point. You know this how is, they get. This is coming back yeah, yeah. to intimacy. So I'll, I'll just give you the background. Then okay. I'll give you share. So um, this kind of ties to the first the first part you were on. But oh, yeah. Ahead. Yeah. 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 So we have the most awesome relationship. Like we're together like 10 years now, married for nine, and it gets better every day. And we just love being together. And everything about our relationship has been awesome and getting better, except sex. That has been a huge challenge for us, <laughs> huge challenge. Okay. And okay. there's a bunch of factors that came in, into this. Um, one is I was attributing it somewhat to Lynetta having hit menopause. And of course things do change. And Mark, it happened. Yeah. But there's another component is that um, you know, I started looking at pornography early in my life, as most of us do. You know, I discovered my dad's stash and whatever. Early addictions, yeah. Usually yeah. Yeah. And also just because there was a lot of violence at home, I found like the almost like the only way I could fall asleep at night was to masturbate and then go go to sleep. It would like relieve some of the tension I felt. So it kind of became like a lifelong pattern, if you will, you know, just because of that, you know, the violence I had at home, you know, so there's kind of been like an undercurrent of me looking at all this stuff and having this ideal in my head about what I wouldn't say sex. I, I usually do prefer to say making love and not sex. And most pornography, you know, I looked at a lot over the years, is really crap. Because most of it's abusive and there's not a connection with the people. And I would look, honestly, yeah. at like 100 videos or pictures to find one where I felt there was actually a connection between the two people. And that's not most of it. So I kind of, in my head, had this idea of like, that's the kind of love making that I wanted. So that's kind of the background. Now I'll let you so, take it from so, here. So, oh, yeah. So, one second, yeah. Lynetta. So, so basically, yeah, one second. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were crossing over each other. It's okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so, so basically, you know, some people have addictions with sex, uh, food addictions. Some people can't eat. You know, they don't mm-hmm. know when to stop eating. Yep. Your addictions were pornography. I know people have addictions with, 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 with fast food. They don't know when to stop going to McDonald's or, you know, Arby's mm-hmm. or something. As a society, I think really favor convenient type restaurants, fast food restaurants. And so now they're, they've come out of COVID, uh, yeah. you know, with a lead, whereas the scratch restaurants closed. Well, depending on the region, too. I mean, I have friends that live up in New York City and uh, the entire restaurant business up in New York City. Uh, during COVID, I mean, they went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. So, you know, there's so many different uh, addictions. But, yeah, go ahead, uh, Lynetta. So I felt the, like, every time I was kind of, like, there was an expectation on me that I, I could feel yeah. it. And, um, like, afterwards, there would always, he'd be like, this isn't it. Like, I, I want it to be like, I want to like merge with you and feel this, to ex- have this experience. I don't even know what it is. And I, but I felt like I was being, every time there was an expectation on me and then there was criticism, usually afterwards, like that wasn't it, man, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I wish it would have been like this. And I'm like, so then I just shut down and I'm like, I don't even want to go that my body's like I don't the even emotion want to go setting, there. yeah. Yeah, because I'm like I'm gonna get criticized. And I'm gonna get, you know. And now I get he's got some fantasy of what he expects it should be this amazing, you know, experience. Like the stars are all gonna align, and you know we're gonna be one with the with, with all that exists. And, and I'm like, going back to the 60s pressure. of peace and love. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure to put on. Yeah. It's not like it's all up to me. And I wasn't fitting the bill, so I just shut down. And I'm like, you know what? In 
bedroom, no more criticism, no more expectations. It's about being present and being loving. And and that's it. So what Leda did is this literally happened this morning. This morning when we got up and as we're driving to the gym, literally we were talking about this and she shared how hurt she felt. So you have to be able to share openly. She says, you know, this is really a lot, as she said, a lot of pressure and I feel really hurt that either we don't make love because if I do, I know I'm going to be criticized and then I'm criticized for not wanting to make love or we make love and it's not good enough and then we get criticized for that. So she basically said it's a lose-lose and I, and, I, and I heard her and I was like, honey, I get you and you're right. You know, we never argue with each other. When, when they're right, one of us, we never try to defend. It's like, yeah, yeah. I see your point. Yeah. And I get this has yeah. been interfering with our truly being able to be love in the lovemaking space. Yeah, I, I see Michael Fenster here on the left of us. Uh, he, I, I, he's he got some views and some thoughts racing. Michael, do you have anything you want to chime in with? If you want, man, just feel free to yeah, come no, on it, in. It's, it's, just, it's just really um, you know interesting to, for me to, to hear that, and thank you for sharing that, but to kind of draw some um, parallels to some of the things that we do. We, we engage in some mindfulness and mindfulness-based eating awareness techniques and things. And one of the the, the reasons, um, obviously, you know, people like me have food fantasies, uh, so we're hung up on that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a whole industry based on food porn. Uh, I, go, yeah. I love yeah. food too, but I, I don't gain a fucking ounce from any of it. <laughs> um, can you vulnerably share one of your food fantasies with us? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I wanted to get to, what, which what I thought was interesting, is that um, when we use our techniques like mindfulness-based eating awareness techniques, it's to get people in the moment. Um, yeah. because as a lot of research from Harvard has shown mm-hmm. where we actually find our happiness is being in the here and now. They, yeah. the study also showed that about 47 to 49% of the time, we're not here and now. We're either worrying mm-hmm. about future past. or we're rehashing something mm-hmm. about the past, but yeah. the, yeah. the moments, um, and, and one reason that, that, uh, masturbation, for example, holds a lot of attraction for people is because where are you most likely to be concentrating on the here and now and be in the moment? It's during sex, whether with yourself or somebody else. And so mm-hmm. that yeah, is an old episode of, uh, of Dr. Bringing... Oz about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that we can arrive at those moments um, and techniques to, to kind of be in the moment, you know, in different ways. And, and we actually do do that through stopping. And I, I forget who was saying earlier, talking about, you know, just eating things and being unaware and just, you know, shoving stuff in your, your pie hole um, versus taking sort of that moment to engage and to draw it back to what you guys talk about and actually have a relationship with what you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're eating, right? Because something, whether you're a vegetarian or you're having a steak, it doesn't matter. Something died so you can eat. And it's worthwhile, every at least every mm-hmm. once in a while, to pause and reflect on that. Um, we live mm-hmm. by consuming other bits of energy, and at one time or another, those were all living things. Yeah, I, I am. I am now having a food orgy fantasy. I, I need a <laughs> I need a sampler pile from somewhere immediately following this episode. Didn't anybody bring food to this party? <laughs> I was asking for the wine. I don't know. Uh, I just want right. some back, water. Back to the Graham Norton I th- show again. I'm I think, Le- I think Lynetta's having wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lynetta, yeah. is, is that wine or something you're drinking or something? Or what? She's like yeah. drunk on the show or something. Normally there's, <laughs> normal, yeah, normally there's a different kind of whining going on in this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, it's great. You know, like we, we got ever. the soulmate coaches, and we got and, and we and Le, Mark and we Lynetta, we got we got you guys. The, yeah, 
hold on, Joseph, shut up for a minute. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got the soulmate coaches, you know, and then we have a man that fits two roles. He's a doctor slash chef, which I'd never heard of in my life until no. I caught him on the first time. You know, I, I always joke around I with uh, Mr. Fender here. Yes. Where can I get your food? Oh, um, well, you, you can visit the website. We put out recipes and things like that. And um, as Michael said, there's, you know, I've done some recipes and TV demos and, and, and things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's more about teaching people instead of just giving a recipe. Because uh, everybody's tastes are different. You got to cook what you like, right? You know, yeah. you're yeah. Really sure. When you guys work with other people and it's a relationship, um, it, it's all about deriving joy from that. Um, we're only here for a little time on this, you know, on this ball as we go around the sun. This is the place built by dreams where all big thinkers, go-getters, and fun lovers are welcome. Whether you're here for a dream meeting or staying for a dream vacation, this is the place, a crossroads of cultures accessible to all where whimsy and innovation are serious business. Here, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. So, like, food should be about happiness it should be a joyful experience yeah. it, it, it makes me you know so depressed when all these other people you know from from particularly from a health perspective you know try to make you have salvation through deprivation like it's you've got to punish yourself so you can be a certain weight or eat this nutrient you know what the hell with that um it, life is short and you, it's you've got to be able to enjoy your food and, and that comes down to individual preferences I think. Do you do you know do you know the absolute worst statement I think that has ever been made in all these domains is no pain, no gain. <laughs> that is the absolute worst thing that has ever been said about how to live life. Yeah, yeah we have yeah. brought so just everything. an assumption. It's gonna have to be painful. Yeah, everything what a mistake. Keeps, everything keeps coming full circle, and uh, Dr. Mike brought it full circle again to what I said before. No one size fits all regarding yeah. anything. Yeah. No matter yes. the topic, no such yeah. thing as one size yeah. fits all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so I, I gotta jump on that mark and just say, you know, my approach is no pain, no pain. Unless it's champagne. And then that that's okay. <laughs> Oh, I like yeah. that. <laughs> no pain, no pain. Can I quote you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I just I, the only pain in your life be champagne. Yeah. yeah. Champagne. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I, I, I love it because, you know, you really have, uh, you know, like Mark and Lynetta, you guys are really like like naturalists. I mean, you, you, you live the way... I mean, literally, we were living like hundreds of thousands of years ago. If you want to know what people lived back then, I mean, look at Mark and Lynetta. You guys are very much of naturalist type of people. Uh, you, yeah. Maybe maybe this is just me yeah. seeing this, but you guys don't look like you, you heavily medicate. You, you, don't, you don't smoke. You don't do drugs. You don't drink. No. Well, at least Lynetta doesn't drink. I think she's drinking wine, but anyway. <laughs> I mean, you guys are a clear no, example no of that. I wish no, we, we had more drink. of it. Yeah. Which is not to say alcohol within moderation. Oh yeah, it's just we don't like we don't yeah. feel good when we when we drink that. Yeah. I love chamomile tea. That's my favorite. Actually, <laughs> bring bring the bottle up. That bottle you saw. People people in people in Israel were drinking. Joseph, for God's sakes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lynette has been experimenting with making all kinds of like custom teas. Yeah. So she'll start with a tea oh, base. Wow. She might squeeze some tangerine in. I'll put ginger in here, ginger, turmeric. Maybe some monk fruit for, for Lynetta, you better put a patent on that. Yeah. Yeah. Now she makes and she makes a, a hot chocolate oh. with, with uh, like this stevia sweetened chocolate base, and then she adds all this cinnamon and stuff. 
the drinks she makes are out of the store. They're service. amazing. Now yeah. I can't get them anywhere. Now I'm inspired yeah. for tea. Yeah. So after the show, when I go for my fantasy orgy food sampler powder, <laughs> I will get a Long Island iced tea to go with it. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, does. Mark, oh, okay. Mark, you said she, you can get this, you, you can get this anywhere, you said? Or like, what about like regular stores, like Whole Foods and stuff like that? If I go to Whole Foods yeah. or, or Trader Joe's here in Florida, I can pick that up at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Oh, yeah, yeah, at Whole Foods, they have a, a Buddha tea that's one of my favorite, also Mighty Leaf is really good tea, okay. amazing tea. Um, yeah, sure. those are yeah, my yeah. two favorite. I like tea sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. See how yeah. well this wow. Graham Norton style show is going, Michael. It works This, is, oh, this is fabulous. This is this fun. Is Oh, you stop kissing my ass, my uh, Mark. No, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that show we've When's been on the this next week. One? What's the next one? We'll let you know can, when producer Shaky gets me... his freaking emails correctly. Yeah. Can we do another show with food porn? <laughs> yeah. Please. You like the o food porn, huh? Only yeah. if you promise to put Walt clocks on your wall like the newsroom with the different time zones so we'll know you'll be they're on turning time. it to stocks <laughs> they're turning it to uh, and, you guys are turning just, it to cousin sauce yeah and just to make it interesting we can have liberal food porn and conservative food porn. <laughs> oh, wow, a, huh? hey, wait wait i gotta i gotta hear I, mark i gotta hear this before we close this out i gotta i gotta, I gotta hear this joseph stop laughing for christ's sake joseph fell over you're right, Joseph. You look like you fell over, buddy. Anyway, no, uh, no, you, you. I gotta hear this. You said there's liberal. Well, let's start with liberal food porn. No, what's, I what's said if we're gonna food do food porn, we should have yeah. some people representing liberal food porn and some people representing oh, conservative okay. food porn. Yeah, mm. that's what that would look like. Fair. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. The ma the savage unfiltered yeah. goes fair yeah. and balanced, right? Yeah. How about? <laughs> How, how about this, Mark? How about this? I'll go to downtown Orlando. It's very easy. It's like a 20-minute ride for me. Let me go to downtown Orlando. I'll pick up some some liberal idiot off the street. I'll be like, hey, you want to come on the show? We're going to be talking about uh, uh, food porn. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I know what the liberals look like. you know. And then I'll take a conservative... I'll take a conservative, literally like up the road a little bit, up in Winter Park. If you guys are familiar with Winter Park, it's it's a very richy, richy area. I'll take a, yeah. a rich conservative there. I'll put him on the show, and we'll talk about food porn. It'll be great. Awesome. 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 Cool. We'd love to be on the show for that. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I'm telling you, Michael, uh, do you see this uh, type of stuff? Like, I don't know what kind of shows you, you've been on, but did you see like any type of stuff like this on these shows or what? We've ruined his I, I, reputation. I, I, I have an honest discussion on like we're talking about food gasms and food porn. So, you know, I'm all in. I don't care about the time zone because it's five o'clock somewhere. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we're going yeah, yeah, to yeah. ruin the doctor's reputation, I think. Well, I've done a great job of that already. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, as long as, as long as you're both medical and uh, food oriented, can we share one of our biggest things that I think people should know about regarding food and health? Yeah, for sure. So there's something called. Uh, Is it about food porn? No. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can hook it back in somehow, but I'll just mention it since we are very healthy oriented and we eat mostly organic food. But there is something called the Dirty Dozen, which are fruits and vegetables that usually have a lot of pesticides. And they say, don't get these from, you know, regular stores or non-organic, you know, like kale, spinach, strawberries, strawberries, like they just have tons of pesticides. So for those things from, and you can find out the dirty dozen if you just Google it. Just Google. Yeah. And so like all that stuff, we make sure we only get our- Duck, duck, go. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, sorry, duck, duck, Thank duck. you, thank you. Throw away the but Google, then, duck, they also duck, have go. Something, but they also have a list called the Clean 15. And those are things yeah. that even if it's not organic, they hardly have any pesticides. 
So for people who are wanting to be more healthy and they say, oh my God, organic stuff's too expensive. If you take a look at these lists, you can see there's a lot of foods you can get that don't need to be organic and are still quite healthy. And only focus on getting organic maybe for the ones that have a lot of pesticides, just a little thing that we live by. And and the thing I'd add, Mark, is one of the things we do is we uh, pursue what we call a zero waste kitchen. So let's say you pay more for those organic carrots. Um, Okay. Most people, when you buy the organic carrots, you get the greens uh, on top because uh, that's the way you can tell how fresh they are, right? If they're wilted, you know the carrots been sitting around. They look like they need a little veggie Viagra uh, by the time you pick them up. So, uh, when you buy the corn, 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 corn. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but when you buy, what, like when I get those organic carrots with the tops, you can take those tops and make a pesto out of them. You can use them in the stock. Uh, when you peel the carrot, don't throw the peelings away. You throw them at the end of the weekend with all the other trim from your vegetables and you make stock. I mean, there's celebrity mm. chef stock that costs $15 a freaking quart. And at the end of the Ooh. week, if you throw all that stuff in with a couple quarts of water, you can make your own for like 12 cents. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. that's a way to, yep. to make ec- organics economic. Rachel, yeah. Ray, Rachel Ray a few shows ago had a garbage stew. That what you're talking about, all the different pieces that are left, you can have a garbage stew or a, you know, a Joseph, is she still on from that? Joseph, oh, yeah, is she still, still on? on. I, I, yeah. I don't even yeah, don't, see don't her get me started. Oh, that okay. describes a lot of what she my, my, my sister watches her, so I see her usually on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, when I go Michael. Over to my sister's for dinner. But you just said, I don't wanna, get me started with Rachel Ray. How, how does she come up with? What, hold on, Joseph. God. Anyway, how does she? Back about ten years ago, uh, I, I know somebody who actually went to uh, high school with with Rachel Ray, and so they got me uh, connected with her producer. And uh, at that time, and I think she evolved a little bit, but at that time, the response I got back was, "Well, you can't come on the show because you know more, and you're an actual chef, and you can cook." And that would embarrass you know, Rachel. Rachel Ray's not an actual mm. chef. No, no, she, she, she never went to college. She she got her break. She actually was um, uh, at the food counter at like Macy's and got you know recognized. And then she drove down f- to. I was going to say, did she do like a similar thing like to like Ricky Lake or something? Is that how she got her start or something? Yeah, or she got what? started on forty dollars a day on Food Network. But she she was never a trained chef. She never worked in a kitchen. Um, like I started as a dishwasher, worked my way up. So she, she her kitchen chops. Um, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, in, into that and go into that area, but let's just say, you yeah, know, she if, might, if she might yell at you. She's not there. She's probably going to say, fuck you, Michael. You're fucking burying me right now. What the hell? I'm going to turn into Whoopi Goldberg. I'm going to be Whoopi Goldberg. I has been. her long. Tony Bourdain buried her long before I, I jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. Well, I was going to No, I want to say, how did she come up with the 30-minute meals? That's what I was trying to say. Like, where did the 30 – like, that's not done in 30 minutes, Michael. We all know that. Right. I mean, Food Network has a whole kitchen, a whole division of chefs. Nothing but, you know, work on this. She's a presenter, um, and she does a great job, and she's a host. But, you know, in my opinion, is she, you know, a culinary genius? Uh, No, not far from it. But she's a great presenter. You know, and that's what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll she be the next one being fired, like Don Lemon and uh, Tucker Carlson. Hey, maybe you maybe you could take up uh, Fox's next uh, food program. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done a I've done a couple uh, on um, of demos on their uh, on their medical segments, like the Mind Diet and stuff. And I gotta say, yeah. of having gone to different places, the people of Fox, at least my experience when I was there, they were always super nice. I mean, that was a great, you know, uh, place to go do a food demo. They were, they were Michael. They were not super nice to Tucker. They let Tucker. They, they were, they were not. But I, my experience no. was they were great. Um, you know, uh, the um, when I went to uh, the Today Show, those people were so bloody impressed with themselves. It was horrible. Yeah, well, now that oh, we're on this, if the Murdoch boys are watching, 
right? Everything is on Fox Nation now. They need you to have a food show on Fox Nation. And since we're dealing with politics, remember circle back Jinping Pisaki? So it, we seem to always be circling back. How do we circle back to the food porn again? I think that <laughs> Lynetta and I should be on Fox News with a program about how to be more lovey-dovey with those you disagree with politically. You know, Mark, Mark, yeah, yeah, you know, like they're 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 actually looking probably for some new uh, personalities. You know, getting rid of Tucker and. You know, their 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 fucking ratings literally went down down the drain. So you guys are probably right on the list. You hey, know? Dan 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 weekend slot is also open. So, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, this this is great, guys. Thanks. Uh, you know, uh, what a show, Joseph. We're we're about to close it out here. I. I uh, I gotta get going. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I want to say thank you very much, Mark thank and Lynetta. You. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna give you the floor time. right now to thank plug in anything you want to plug in for your platform, your 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 anything. The floor is yours. Where can some of my listeners find more about you guys? Oh, if they go to thesoulmatecoaches.com, or they look up the Soulmate Coaches on all the social media, everything from YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. No Google. No Google. No Google. I, I did not say the G word. <laughs> You'll find us. And, yeah. and what we offer is a 20 minute breakthrough call where we'll just do a, a 20 minute chat on whatever's going on in their life and see if we can get them some immediate relief or improve their current relationship or help them manifest a future relationship. And if they like that, then they might decide they want to do some longer term coaching with us. And maybe we'll do some food porn with them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe you should, guys should sign up yourselves and find wow. out. <laughs> that that is now. You know, Mark, you just you just gave me, Joseph. You're doing this on purpose. Every time I talk, you talk. One second, and then I'll let you talk. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to bring you to the uh, to broadcasting school or something like I learned all those years. You got to give the respected floor, Joseph. It's not always about you. Anyway. But no, no, you just you just gave me an idea for this show. Food porn. That's going to be the name of this episode. Food porn. So thank you very much, Mark. Yes. I think it was either you or Michael. I don't know who who came up with that, but that's the yeah, name well, of the episode now. Food. Yeah. This, is why I found this, this she's she's the expert here. This yeah. is her thing. Yeah. Yeah. She'll tell you all about it. I, love I was just going to say that is. Yeah. Now it's your turn. Okay. I was just going to say that is now your side hustle you need to open up a food porn side of your site your yeah. website yeah. yes it's yeah. my fetish uh. right that's my <laughs> fetish your fetish it's your fetish well michael it seems like michael has sometimes fetishes with food but michael i mean we, we learned a little bit about your fetishes and everything you love food and it seems like you have food porn he, he loves carrots so. with the greens yeah. on top right i mean <laughs> Food porn is you just look at this and you're like, I don't care. This is so delicious. I got to jump in. I got to have this right now. The, the beautiful thing is with a good, healthy food relationship that's awesome back to Lynette and Mark, right? When yeah. you engage in that and you use the right ingredients, it's actually good for you. And it becomes a positive relationship. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with, you know, seeing uh, something and saying, Man, it's it looks delicious. It tastes delicious. It's all about the pleasure. I'm indulging. I'm happy. I'm having a food gasm, um, <laughs> and, and that can be and it can be healthy for you. You just have yeah. to. Yeah, right we need a little, we need a little tagline. Something like, "You think eating pussy is good? Oh. You should try eating this." Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mark! It's <laughs> filtered. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's a filter, God. right? Mark, Mark, I'm gonna talk. Hey, 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 Mark, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t I'm gonna talk to some guys that I know. All right, you talked about the word pussy, okay? I, I think, I think they're gonna want to do another American Pie movie, and you would be really, really good for like yeah. the, the father, like the, not the, not the original father would, would love it, but I'm talking about like the 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 next father that we didn't know about like that says you know what guys in my day pussy was great in college you know that, that, that's another episode and, but to michael here, so michael you just pussy. said something here i hope you 
Yeah, yeah. No, Michael said something. <laughs> I, I hope you don't go too far into the food porn and act like Jason Biggs from American Pie and fuck the whole pie. I hope you don't. <laughs> <do that. laughs> and yeah, and, and the intimacy. And now oh, that you right now that you brought up pussy, we know we got to bring me undies back and the don't pinch my pussy ad for the sponsorship uh, of yeah. the food porn episode. Oh, uh, yeah. you've not seen that ad? Yeah, the, you got to no. see the me undies. It they don't pinch my pussy ad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I feel uneducated for some reason. <laughs> All right, I I gotta fly, so. All right. Bye. See y'all Thank later. You. Take care. God bless. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna close it out, guys. I wanna, I, oh, Joseph's going. Okay, right. Joseph. I guess Joseph's done. But anyway, um, mm -hmm. Michael, we're going to close it out here. I want to thank you very much. Uh, again, I, I want to give the respect to floor to you, sir. Uh, you know, where can some of my listeners find you if they want to know more about Dr. Uh, Chef so, Mike yeah, Fenster? You can just, uh, check out uh, Chef Dr. Mike, Chef DrMike.com, uh, and then all the links to all the social media, all under uh, Chef Dr. Mike uh, are there. So uh, uh, looking forward to uh, chatting with folks. And, and um, if folks you know, want to reach out with questions or, or stuff, uh, just give me a day or two, depending on my day, but I answer all my own tweets, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll get back to you. Good stuff. Good thank stuff. You. Guys, thank you very much for joining. Thank uh, you. Savage thank for you. A wild, wild roller coaster guy of, uh, of, of, <laughs> of different types of walks of life here. Uh, with a Dr. <laughs> Chef Michael here, the soulmate coaches, Mark and Lynetta. Guys, thank you very much. Keep it savage. And until uh, next time, we'll see you later. Thank you. <laughs>